If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today I'm here with Jack, Eric, and Jamie Helgeson with your law firm. And I would love for you, Jack, to kind of introduce yourself Introduce your family and tell us about your firm, and then we can go from there. Does that sound okay? <laughs> yeah, that sounds, okay. Thank that you for being fun. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I'm like you. Can I call you Tammy? Sure. I, I should call you Mayor, but Tammy's great. Uh, I'm an outsider. I I was a, an import to Caseville, but I I grew up in Ogden. Oh, okay. And um, went to Ben Lomond High School, and. Uh, and ended up, uh, went on a mission, LDS mission, came back and ended up at Weber State. And I met a Kaysville girl called Coy Smith. And she changed my life because I married her. And, uh, and we, uh, uh, I hadn't graduated when I married her. She graduated. And then uh, I continued school and I I uh, whisked through my undergraduate in seven full years, and uh, yeah, a lot of time (laughs) (laughs) not knowing what I wanted to do. Thorough education. uh, And so uh, we had a couple of children in in Ogden, and then I decided to go to law school, so I went to BYU Law School. And we had our third and fourth children in law school, and uh, went to Arizona for a couple of years so I could make mistakes and learn how to be a lawyer, and then... And then I uh, had always wanted to have a small law office to just to help people. And so we moved back to Utah and I opened a small one person office in Ogden. And I quickly found a partner and, and, uh, and we were really fortunate. We, we won some big cases and had some prominent uh, victories and, and, uh, it really established us as lawyers and we, uh, we did well. And, uh, and I was living in Kaysville the whole time because when, when I came back from uh, Arizona, I said to my wife, well, where do you want to live? And she says, Kaysville. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, um, so we've lived here since 1982 and, uh, and you're looking at Eric and Jamie, Eric and my family is a, he is a sixth generation Kaysville resident. You don't awesome. see many of those. It's true. Six generations. But we're proud of it when we do. So yeah, and I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of my kids. So all of my, all of my eight children uh, went to Davis High School. Uh, our ancestors have been going to Davis High School since it was built in 1914. Jamie That's a went long there, time. and uh, um, and so we just have this great Kaysville heritage and I'm fascinated by Kaysville and I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing these things as podcasts and, well, thank and you. taking care of people. So. Thank you. Well, the purpose of the podcast for me was really an opportunity to get to know people. Yeah, get you do, to know, don't you? Yeah. It's really fun to be able to just sit down and talk to people, get to know you, find out about your story. 
Uh, I love people. Find out too. about your business. It's it's just it's just interesting. So I appreciate you being willing to be on. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the big law cases that you that you won early on. I love law. Do you? Yeah, I saw that you maybe wanted to go to law school. I did. At some point. I did. Well, um, it, it uh, part of it comes because um, because I, I I just wanted to help people beat up bullies. You know, I mean, th- I th- this is a strange notion, but I went to law school because I wanted to advocate for real people, and so I never wanted to be a lawyer for a big corporation that sounded really boring, and I never wanted that. I, I just wanted to go help real people with real problems because I saw them being pushed around by lawyers. And I so I started that. taking um, cases that maybe were not so popular and they were somewhat risky, and, and, and I did a lot of different things. I, I, won, uh, I, I did some criminal defense, and, and uh, I did a free case, a murder case I defended, and I won that, and, and uh, that set me up in the community as being kind of a Kind of a, a yeah, big kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, because they knew I took it for free because this kid was being pushed around and charged with murder. And, oh, that's and, fantastic! In adult court, and and so I helped him, and uh, and then I I helped another lawyer who got deep into a medical malpractice case, and he didn't know where to turn, and and so I got into that, and we had uh, one of the first million dollar verdicts in a court in in Utah for really for medical, for medical malpractice. malpractice, and that set me up some more with the legal community and, mm-hmm. and uh let's see i won a kidnapping and rape trial that were very prominent and wow but i just did a lot of things because i was really just looking to to help people that that i thought were being pushed around so you sound like a, a john grisham book yeah i wish i was john grisham <laughs> <laughs> well it's, I'm it's, not. It's, it's so neat to hear people that just get into to helping people and get into business for for truly yeah. authentic and genuine reasons. Well, that's, and, that, and I guess really the, good. The, the biggest case was a case against the state of Utah that that we had a, a I had a friend in the juvenile court. I was a juvenile public defender at the time. I just again I, I just liked helping people and and uh, in this uh, court probation officer stopped me and he had this tax problem and he said that he was a federal retiree and he was being taxed differently from state retirees and. I said, well, that isn't right, bud. And so, so to make a long story short, we filed a class action case against the state of Utah for uh, discriminatory taxation. And it took us six years. We went up to the Supreme Court twice. And, really? uh, and we won at every hearing, every stage. And finally, uh, finally, the state of Utah paid uh, a lot of money to uh, 21000 federal retirees really and uh, and I got to know a lot of them I would go around the state talking to them and telling them about what's happening and 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 it was really fun but it was uh, it was the most prominent case I ever had and and uh, and after that then I uh, I had all the clients I wanted I bet you did and forever so, then my son started showing up in the practice <laughs> we uh, we grew up uh, I started out alone, and then I had two, and then uh, we grew. Uh, I think our highest number was eleven lawyers. But in uh, in about two thousand and three, my, my I could see my kids starting to talk about being a lawyer. 
I had told them don't do that. It's too hard, but they deny <laughs> ever hearing that. And they just want to complain. <laughs> so I, that's awesome. So the, I, I could see where it was going, and I said, well, I'm going to open a, a Davis County office too. And so I opened a Layton office. That's and great. So that's where Eric came in. Eric, three of my kids finally showed up wanting work as a lawyer. All because, three of them? Yeah, they didn't know what else to do in life, and they thought it sounded easy. So. We blame it on the... Uh, did, did he make it look fun? Yeah, he, well, we, we got into it. I guess I was in high school, I think, or earlier when they were doing that big Utah State case. Oh, okay. So he always had reporters coming, right, tracking them down. He'd take us to the office, and we'd help, I guess, do envelopes and stuff. I missed the day they licked, I don't know, 4,000 <laughs> envelopes to, to send <laughs> to out checks to deal with that. But that's kind of what we grew up in is that whole environment where it was all coverage and it was a big deal and it was that's neat it was fun to see right i i haven't had to go through any of the cases kind of he's had to go through the experience because it's already been it's established established for us and so my my ride's a lot smoother at this point but yeah that's really neat you saw your dad as this hero which yeah. you were. They, they thought it was easy. I said, it's not, this is not easy. This <laughs> right. is, do it's something like, you like. Th that's I like being advice. a lawyer. My, I'm not sure my three sons uh, like being a lawyer as much as I liked it. But, but uh, Eric is really good at it, and I'm proud of him. And, and I think that, um, I, you know, everybody finds happiness. And, that's true. You know, I, I, as you say in your, in your podcast, we're happy uh uh grateful and, and blessed. blessed right my kids think that's so corny i but think it's wonderful and, 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 I, and i'm just one of those people like you who feels that way and i think that eric uh, eric has found a great uh, niche in his practice and and, uh, and and i've never had seen eric have an unhappy client in the uh, 11 years he's been there and what type of law do you specialize in, Eric? So I focus more on like estate planning, oh, okay. probates, elder okay. law, right? Okay. So I get to work with a lot of the retirees that he helped. That's great. I know those are the clients that come back a lot. And then he does a, an institute course around here every Wednesday morning. And so a lot of people around here know him from that. And so we see a lot of that. But oh, So my, my area is a lot less right intense and complicated and, and you get to help people do the planning part of it right which yeah. is which is fun it's fun to do that mm -hmm. it's fun to be able to see okay this is what we've created over time and this is what we want to do with it so and he helps some yeah. elder law cases in court you know people old people that get in trouble and yeah so he he's good at that and i'm proud of him well, we have to get into that as we do but that's the nice thing about laws there's so many different areas of it and each of the attorneys in the office kind of handle their own little area and so we don't really conflict or run into it and so he kind of keeps his own area and he's still doing quite a bit i guess he's trying to scale back maybe who knows so is it mostly malpractice type i do uh litigation okay you know which is court work mostly i always did some estate planning because i started out in arizona doing heavy estate plans and, oh, okay and so i came back from arizona having done that but i really just wanted to be an advocate for people you know mm -hmm. and uh, and so i did everything but i always did a little bit of estate planning and when eric was in law school i said that uh, i had him uh, start writing estate plans because i said it's just a, a small part of my practice but but i had plenty of that kind of work and and so he always liked it and so he took over that i still like old people <laughs> I do Somehow too. now I'm, I, I relate to old people for some reason. <laughs> the older I get, the more I do as well. <laughs> I really like old people and I like to sit and talk with them and I like to help them. And, and Eric is so good at that. And I'm glad that he can pick up that 
that portion of what I think was a, a fun, uh, happy, grateful, and blessed practice. Right. That's, yeah. that's good. What are your other two brothers specialize in? So Kurt, um, the one older than me, does a lot of criminal law. Okay. So he's gotten into a lot of criminal defense, traffic tickets. Um, he does a little bit of family law on the side when he kind of needs to, but he's scaled a little bit out of that. And then the other brother, um, Craig, actually left just recently to go work for a firm in Salt Lake. So he used to do a lot more of the divorce, kind of that, and some of the okay. bankruptcy. And then he left to go work for a firm. He does kind of their HR stuff a little bit, oh, really? conflict check and stuff. So he doesn't deal with clients. So he's happy anymore. with it. He didn't Is like he having really? clients. Yeah. So he's, he's found his niche as well. Yeah, he said, being a lawyer would be fun, Dad, if I didn't have clients. And I said, <laughs> Craig, I don't have a job like that for you. So I'm glad he found <laughs> a really good one. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. He went and found a place where he's really happy. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got another attorney, Jason um, Yancey, who also grew up in Kaysville. We were childhood friends, right? He's, he's friends with my older brother. But he'd come on family vacations with us, and so he's part of the law firm too. There, and so I think Great. he's the best lawyer in Northern Utah. But he does uh, he he does uh, court work and uh, and business type issues, real estate issues. And so he's he's a terrific lawyer. Glad oh, to have him. So he's the one we'll pull in when we have to do litigation when my dad finally settles yeah. down. And he lives that. in West oh, okay. Caseville. Oh, he's in so, West Caseville. Yeah, so we're That's all great. just really Caseville all... people. Right. The, the funny thing that, that although I've lived in Caseville since 82, um, I, I haven't had an office in Caseville until now. We just well, we're glad finally came here. home. It is. It's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is yeah, really nice. nice to have you here. And yeah, we're glad to be here. Love be, Caseville. Be local and be close by. Yeah. What do you love about Caseville? Um, I love that Kaysville still has the kind of feeling it did in 82 when I moved in that, um, um, you know, we're not, we're not a, a, a metropolis. We're not a, a manufacturing hub. We're kind of a, a bedroom community, but we have a lot of really smart, uh, professional people who, who love living here. And, and, and we've shopped at Bowman's grocery store since, <laughs> since, uh, the, we came and, uh, used to be Harry's Thriftway over there and it was thrift, Bowman's and Harry's and, and, uh, and I got to be really good friends with Dick Bowman. I just love the, uh, I love the people here. It's just, um, I don't know. It, it's small enough that, that you can know. What's going on with people? Sure, you can know your neighbors. You and can you know can, your neighbors. And there's a lot of history here. Oh, yeah, a lot of history. I mean, his, stay. Uh, Eric's ancestors uh, came in uh, 1853, uh, two of the, really? the original, yeah, it's not the original group, but this sort of the second wave after there were 15 people here, then <laughs> our people came. And, really, that's and great. So, uh, and so, and there's a lot of relationships, like, like the people that... My, his ancestors, his mother's ancestors, were the the um, the Barnes and the Flints. Oh, and, really? And, oh, so you're related to? Yeah, and Thomas Morgan. Founding family. Thomas and... Yeah, Morgan, I don't know any of them. Yeah, I know so... Morgan's and Schofields. Schofields. Okay. And then I married into the Christopher Layton line. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Kind of founded Layton, awesome, right? And so, right? Uh -huh. so we got here the, the ancestors of the founders of Layton and Caseville. That's really neat. And there's still that flavor. Mm -hmm. You know, still those people. Well, when people introduce themselves, especially when they're running for, for offers or something, it's always, I've lived in Kaysville for <laughs> X amount of years. And that's honestly the qualifier for existing yeah. <laughs> kind of in Kaysville, which not, not to mean that we don't welcome new people too, but it's really fun that that's part of our, our community pride. 
We want yeah. to know that we're from Kaysville. We lived here a long time. We love it. <laughs> well, and it, and people that are moving in love it. And, they do. And they pay more for their houses just because <laughs> it's a great community. <laughs> that is true. They're like they'll pay five to ten thousand more just to be in Kaysville instead of Layton. My husband loves it when he uh, he goes up on base and and does business and he'll you know people will say oh you live in Kaysville and <laughs> and he he loves it and he's always loved that because there's that feeling of just. Kaysville being a special place, mm-hmm. and it is a nice place. And you're right; we do pay a little yeah. bit more money to live here, and and we're okay it with it. It is a great place to live, and uh, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's we were we've been able to stay true to who we are, and that's what we yeah. want to continue to do. I think so here in Kaysville. So it's yeah. a good place to live. Tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, your law firm. Then, as far as what types of clients do you do you like to see come in? What kinds of Problems can you solve? I mean, you, you talked about probate and yeah. So and so the law firm I think established in '82, right? Him and his partners, and then we've kind of come out here this way, the Layton area, since probably 2008. Okay. Um, I deal mainly with kind of middle class who are just entering retirement. Usually, that's kind of the estate plan person that reaches out to us. Um, we work with financial advisors in the area who will refer their clients, and so. Our goal really is just to kind of help them get over the fear of it. You find that a lot of people have looked at it for years. Mm-hmm, thought about right? it. A lot of them come in and they think that they have to bring a binder full of all of their history and their past and their right childhood right. dreams and stuff and try <laughs> right. to sit down. But it's it's really just helping them understand how simple it is. They're really the whole point of, of the estate plan side is just helping to appoint somebody to give them authority when they need it right? Whether they become disabled and they need help kind of handling the finances and guiding that or on the medical side or planning for death and, and those kinds of things. And so we kind of just help them take the emotion out of it, right? Not worry nice. so much about the fear of it and just kind of set those instructions down so that when something does happen, then there's somebody else who can kind of just pick up the, right, the pieces and keep moving on until everything ultimately they pass away and then things are kind of dealt with and distributed. So I remember when my husband and I were talking to an attorney about uh, medical decisions. What is that called when you're the healthcare directives the health, and the right. living will? Living will, right? Healthcare directives saying, "Okay, well, you get a power of attorney. You can you can unplug me, or mm-hmm. you know, make make some of those those really critical decisions." And it sounds a little morbid, you know, having those conversations. But it's it's nice. It's nice to know that those decisions have been made and that there's a plan. Because yeah, it brings it, comfort once it's done. It really right? does. I exactly. always joke that once you get done setting up your estate plan, then you can go to the funeral home, right? And you can mm-hmm. go on a date night to kind of pick out your right. caskets and <laughs> right. prepare your kind of end of life decisions <laughs> over there. So, yeah, so talk about our, our uh, pricing strategy, where we are in the, in the market. Because, I mean, honestly, Tammy, you can pay uh, from yes, $1,000 to $25,000 and get exactly the estate, same estate plan. Because all the lawyers. Really? Okay, yeah, all the lawyers in Utah use the, the same kind of forms because because everything's dictated by the IRS regulations. So I just want Eric to talk about yeah. where we are in that mix. Good. Yeah, so we help kind of that general middle class, right? They're not looking for a huge tax planning, right? At some point, it doesn't really matter until you're a little over $12 million per individual, 24, kind of on a couple. And so we don't have a whole lot of clients that fall into that where they need to get in to do the special planning and all the LLCs and Right, all of that. And so, like he says, it's really standard. Um, we run into people that get 150 page trusts, right? And they're mm-hmm. paying five to $10,000 for these really big trusts that they don't understand and don't read. And so, <laughs> yeah. we've tried to kind of keep that it fairly funny. simple that they can just understand and put it all together. 
So we we try to stay somewhere in that middle. We're probably not on the cheapest end, even in Kaysville. Um, we're just under two thousand dollars for a, an estate plan if you're basing it around a trust, right? A little under a thousand if you're basing it around kind of a will with those financial power attorneys with the health care and just kind of take care of that's, that side that's of it. That's a really good deal. I was talking to somebody in another state who was telling me about this special special asset protection cr- trust, and I think they'd paid $27,000 for it. Mm-hmm. And And she was telling me, she said, I have this gigantic binder. I literally <laughs> don't know what it means. I just paid all of this money, but if I die, I'm probably going to be okay. Yeah, or or get think. sued or something, right? But so so is that type of asset protection available? Yeah, so for a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars? Not so much on the asset protection. We oh, do okay. get into that a little bit. Um, sometimes when parents are looking at going into nursing homes oh, and okay. they want to kind of plan for that and keep their house right protected and those kinds of things, we will get into some of that. Um, we have done asset protection, but typically if we're basing it around just a standard kind of credit protection, right, for creditors, and they're worried about Medicaid. Um, we do that at probably twenty five hundred. Oh, um, we gosh, don't that's specialize really, really into that area. So, so a lot of times, if they need specialized planning, there are other attorneys in Kaysville that really do specialize in that that we send it to. Oh, okay. Um, and let them kind of handle that that focus on it. So we okay. tend to, on the estate planning side, kind of deal with the typical client, right, who's just looking at handling their house, their retirement, and really they just want to make sure that it's set up so that when something happens, they become disabled or they pass. Their kids aren't having to go through a lot of hassle to try to locate the assets, right? And oh, then ultimately nice try to get control of it. Spot. Okay. Yeah. So we always tell people that that's kind of the point of our of our planning is to help them set up the plan and then help them build a treasure map, right? So that when they pass away and the kids have to go on their little treasure hunt to try, try to locate everything, everything mm-hmm. that what we're really trying to do is build that treasure map so that they kind of find that and then they take care of that side of it. You know, that is so nice. My mom passed about six years ago and... She, you know, she was married to my dad at the time, but, but honestly, it was like finding treasure and, and not a lot of treasure, you know, but Hey, I've got this, my, her mom had a, um, a life insurance policy that was supposed to pass on to her children. And so my mom passed. And so that passed down and it was just trying to find out who do we call and how does, how does that money get found? It was just very difficult because she didn't have anything written down. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the small treasures that cause the problem. A couple of years. Yeah. To just to try to track things down. Yeah, and that's oftentimes, right? Some of the small treasures are the ones that are hardest to find. Right. And but, we're trying to deal with, I guess, a small treasure from his family in, in Nevada, right? A timeshare that they've been trying to deal with. Oh, and really? So sometimes if you don't have all the information, then it becomes a little more difficult. But Yeah, it is, it's just nice to have a plan in place for yeah. sure. And it's nice to know that that's affordable. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're talking about your future and, and your future for your kids. Uh, and we do set up payment plans if we need to on that side of things. And then we do give referral discounts and things like that. But like you said, I mean, the, the benefit that I've seen from this is that it's a family law firm, mm-hmm. right? That he started it. We've never That's had neat. to worry about that. So we haven't been fighting from the beginning to survive. And so we're able to sit down and talk to people. We don't charge for consultations. So we talk to people, right? Whatever they need, they come in, we sit down. If they want our help, we'll help them. Okay. Um, that's kind of what Jamie does for us. She works with me. So her job is to kind of follow up after the people I meet, right? And then she kind of helps them get along, answer questions, and get back to the office. So oh, that's great. what I find on the estate plan side is a lot of people will start it and then you get busy with life. And so it's not a true priority right. they until circle somebody back eventually. passes. Yeah. And so we try to make sure they don't just slip through the cracks that way, but also not trying to pressure them to get into that side of it. So that's oh, kind that's of good. probably the main area of my practice. And then we deal with probate. 
So some people don't have things set up or if they have a will, right, and they pass away, then they have to go through the probate process and we help with that. And I think that's one of the things that, that people don't realize. Um, you think that if you have a will, right, that you're all protected, you're taken care of and the kids can deal with it quickly. Um, not always. They usually have to go through the court to get that will verified and then ultimately have somebody appointed. And so we try to help them kind of understand that process and then deal with that. But if it falls through, then I help on that side. Oh, that's good to know. And a will is not just a handwritten note. Anymore. It can be. Or can it still be a handwritten yeah. note? So okay. there are some of our clients that, that do handwritten wills because most of the time if they don't have a house, then they don't really need to be setting up trust and, oh, and okay. having to worry about they probate. They can just say, my jewelry goes here, my ring goes here, yeah. and that's okay. Yep. And as long as they handwrite it, they can't write, piece it together with a computer print and then fill in blanks to some extent. Oh, okay. But as long as they handwrite it, they date it, they sign it, then the courts will accept it. Oh, interesting. That's and good those are some of the fun things. So sometimes we will just do the financial powers of attorney and the health care, the living will, mm-hmm. walk through that and then give them instructions on how to handwrite it. Oh, okay. Right? So you'll, you'll help at every level then it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. And, and even now you can do transfer on death deeds for real estate. So a lot of times you couldn't do that. Okay. And I find that a lot of people still don't know about that, right? Because they tend to just get pushed into trust that this is what you need and this is kind of where everything should be. But there are ways around that if you don't have a real complicated plan and you don't want to go to the the extent of setting up trust on that side of it. So we try to just give them the options and then let them pick, okay. right? Whatever works for those people. And then if they don't have anything set up, then I do also those kind of conservatorships, guardianships, which is really going through the court to get the authority over the parents, right? Oh, okay. Or somebody if, who's if disabled. You have a parent that maybe is didn't set things has dementia up. Or, or something like that. Yeah. So if okay. they haven't set those up and somebody then has to get control to access the banks, right? Or deal with doctors, those kinds of things, then we do go through guardianships and conservatorships to get that from the court. But oh, okay. the hope is everybody gets it set up at some point and they can avoid that long drawn out process. What's the ideal age to sort of start thinking about that? Really any time. Most okay. people start, I think, thinking about it when they have kids because you're worried about who's going to be the guardian if you were to pass, mm-hmm. right? And that's also when you start to acquire some assets. Um, a lot of people think they don't need to because they don't have assets of value, right? It's like, well, we don't really have any net worth to us, and so we don't need to really worry about it. But their kids but, are of value. But, right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Their kids are and their future. Young people and... need wills for that very purpose. Right, that's true. That would make... Yeah. That's yeah. actually where we started... Ours is we were going on a trip to Italy together. And so we were like, well, if something happens, we need to figure out right, who who's going to take the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of young people don't realize that they also need to think about that stuff. I think they kind of wait and, and don't think about it until they're older in life. But That's true. I mean, that's what, what would happen in a situation like that? A young couple dies together and they've got children. Does well, it? Yeah, so the court still has everything set up, okay. right? So if you, if you don't set up an estate plan, then you have the default one set up by the state, and then guardianship would fall into that. So they do have their priorities of who would take over, right? But they have to go through the whole process. So okay. I mean, it's just the idea that we get to select it, right? Right. Then Instead of letting my parents and her parents or my siblings fight over it, right? Oh, got it. Right. We get to nominate and identify who it is, and yeah, that's the sad thing is I was an attorney for almost what twelve years. And we had just and, decided and after 12 Yeah, you think about it, one. right? We're no different mm-hmm. than everybody else. You think about it. It's really easy. I mean, I could set it up for myself really quick. and mm-hmm. But you don't think about it until you get to that. And we're like, yeah, what happens if we both, right? Something happens to both of us. That's true. Trying to make it clear so that my parents don't feel like they're obligated to get in right, and deal with exactly. it or her parents don't. And then they can kind of balance that out. And then also because you have life insurance, 
right? There's That's money coming into it. And so well. we want to make sure we pick the people that we trust to be managing that. that money and holding on to it until our kids hit an age. That's true. When they can and whatever age that is, I guess. <laughs> right. That's true. So it's a, it's a rewarding area for that side of it. Like, like he says, it's just helping people and you get to see kind of that stress, right? Relieve that stress. And ultimately it's not too contentious. So I don't have to deal with the stress every night of fights and that. Right. You're not doing divorce. Yeah. Divorce would be hard stuff. that way, but we right. do get into some of the family fights when they can't agree on divisions and. Oh, I've heard that's, those are the worst fights. Yeah. They're when worse than divorce. Oh yeah. And they destroy families. To hate each other. It, it's just so sad to see that happen. It does. Not what their parents intended oh, it is ever. Awful. Yeah. To watch their kids fight over yeah. money when they're gone. Yeah. So, And it's often an out-of-state kid that hasn't been in the mix. And, and they fly in and they want to feel like they were loved too. Mm. And becomes a real ego issue. Yeah. That's too yeah. bad. Yeah, it, so. it is nice to get and, things taken care of. And the sad thing about those is they rarely ever get to trial. So usually it's the family that can work it all out but not until they've dealt with the pain of paying the attorneys. And and then the money is yeah. <laughs> evaporating and usually, quickly. And, yeah, yeah, they come in in the beginning and they just want to argue and fight about it. And what we always tell them is, look, you're better off just trying to figure that out now. Otherwise, right, once you feel the pain of paying the bill for mm -hmm. a few months, then everybody sits down and says, okay, now we really, this isn't a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. We can sort it all out. And that's the hard thing for us is to see that, that it takes that, Right. Paying legal fees and fighting and seeing that there's, it's not going to solve their problem. Yeah, that's right. True. The court that's isn't true. going to change the dynamic between the family the emotions and, and convince true. one that is right and the other is wrong and all of a sudden fix their relationship. Right. And so, yeah, Much those better. are the hard ones to see, but. If they can just work it out and if their parents had a plan, it's even better. Yeah. So. To let it just go and get things resolved. And yeah, if they want to live their life separate, that's okay. Right. But yeah, don't, don't let the the legal side of it, destroy it even more. It's true. Good advice for people. How can people find you then? What's the best way to contact you? Well, room? they can find us all over the internet. Okay. They can find us walking through the streets of Kaysville. <laughs> just look you up. <laughs> all right. Our building, right. like you, uh, I think we said in the beginning, is just over by Linquist Mortuary. It's kind of behind it in Sterling Plaza. Okay. Um, which kind of looks like a little townhome back there. So easy to find. Uh, our website is utahattorneys.com. Okay. So he was early enough to get it that it's that's fantastic it's a nice name there <laughs> that's a great name and so they can email us or, or my email is eric erik at utahattorneys.com they can call us or probably the easiest way is texting they can just text our office number that is a so convenient that's been really nice that yeah. is nice yeah it's nice and it also becomes i guess a little more personal and that's I had true. someone text me yesterday asking me about a video, right? A movie we were talking about in one of our consultations because oh, really? he forgot the name. Oh, that's great. So eight o'clock at night, I get a text asking me what video it was that I recommended <laughs> to him. And so that's kind of where we are is it's a little easier to get to us. We okay. like to become more friends and kind of help through the process and stuff like that. So. so I think the easy way is to Google Helgeson, but then you have to spell it. Right. Yeah. That's true. So H-E-L-G-E-S-E-N. All it's right. Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It sounds S E N. Norwegian. That's neat. Well, so your parents are from Norway? My grandfather was from oh, Norway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, we, we're really glad you ended up in Kaysville. I am and that too. you're still here. So thanks for doing business in our city. Thanks for being here. Yeah. That's we a, came home, is what he says. Came, yeah, we're home yeah, now. Absolutely. We're, and we'd like to just like, reach out to other businesses too and just let them know that we're willing to 
work along with them as well. And so that's kind of with us coming back to Kaysville. We would just want to be a part of the business of Kaysville and just let people know that we're willing to help them out too if they, you know, need right. referrals or anything like that. Oh, as good. Well. That's fantastic. That's what's so great about Davis County and specifically Kaysville. Right. Because there's not that feeling, at least I don't feel that of a competition, it's camaraderie. Right. It's it's wanting to support one another, wanting to stay local, and wanting to spread the word. Yeah. You know, for, and, and although I've worked in different places while I've lived in Kaysville, coming home to Kaysville has always been the joyful part of my life. It really? Is, that's good. Don't you think that? I think so, that, too. That we all need a place that's safe and peaceful, and you have good neighbors, and you get back to your real life, mm-hmm. that's Kaysville. Absolutely. It totally is. Well, thank you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.